Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. An interesting uh, event coming up, of course, uh, in just a little while, as a matter of fact, downtown at the Public Library. Uh, and it has to do with uh, the uh, basic income pilot project. Now, we all know that, of course, as of last month, uh, the project was uh, done, kaput, finished by the Ford government. But uh, this is going to be an analysis and, and, and maybe even uh, maybe a last-minute Hail Mary pass to see if we can do something about this. Uh, going to be at this uh, program and uh, joining us in studio right now, uh, are two familiar faces that have been very, very upfront about this. Uh, Kathleen Wynn is the former Premier of the province of Ontario, now a Liberal MPP. It's good to see you again. Hi, Bill. How are you? This is a busy day for you. It, yeah, but it's great It's great to be here. And the sun is shining in Hamilton, as it always does. As it always does, and <laughs> hopefully will for time to come. Maybe not for the recipients of this project, though. Exactly. And Floyd Marineski was the CEO for uh, C4 Media, who uh, led the initiative. Remember, this is a story we told you about. Uh, about 120 Canadian CEOs that have been asking the Premier to reverse the cancellation of the Basic Income Project. Floyd, good to have you here today. Great to be here. Let's uh, start, Kathleen, with you. And, and uh, I guess the obvious question some people may have are this, saying, they're going to go over this again. The horse is out of the barn. The program's over. Why are you doing this? Well, I'm here I'm here today, Floyd, because there are, you know, about 170 people who are going to gather to talk about um, their participation in the uh, in the the pilot. And what I've been saying, Bill, is that uh, the basic income is a good idea whose I, whose time had come and whose time will come again. I mean, I I honestly believe that yes, today we're marking the end of this pilot project, but I believe that we are going to need to look at a sustainable system going forward. And what we have in place now is not. That's why we put the pilot project in place, to look at how we could better support people in their lives and and support them in their lives so that they could complete a course, so that they could start a business. Um, And I know Floyd is going to talk a little bit about that, so that they could buy a winter coat or get their car back on the road. You know, there are so many reasons that making sure that people have the resources so that they can take part in the community is a good idea. And that's what this pilot project was about. It's been described, and, and you've heard these criticisms, when you first tried to introduce this, uh, and, and that was a bit of a fight to get uh, to get some, uh, some, some support for that, uh, not just in the legislature, but within communities as well, uh, that this is just some left-wing whack job idea. Yeah. Uh, and I've tried to remind people that the bones for this whole project were actually developed by Senator Hugh Siegel, Hugh Siegel. Who, who was a conservative, by the way. I, exactly. Uh, and he saw the, the fortune and saw the benefit to doing something like this. There have been variations on the theme. Uh, of these sorts of projects in the past. But, uh, Floyd, you lo- took an interesting perspective on this because a number of business groups said, don't do this, this is terrible, this is going sm- to hurt small businesses. You have a much different attitude. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How could it hurt small businesses? What could be more pro-business than, in hurt I- than in preserving and enhancing your customer base? When people who have less, they spend more proportionally of what they have. And we are facing an economy right now that, frankly, is leaving half, th- half the population behind. We're seeing a slow erosion of the middle class Due to 40 years of automation and globalization, we're seeing experts predicting like potentially up to half of all jobs being lost in the next 10 to 15 years because of increases of automation. And we're, so we're seeing now we've already automated away millions of jo- manufacturing jobs in North America. And what, what happened to manufacturing people are gonna, soon going to be happening to call center workers, administrators, accountants, legal, finance, almost every industry will be affected by artificial intelligence. So the, one of the main c- reasons the CEOs are interested in this is because they want to preserve the economy. They want to preserve the middle class. They see this as a way to future-proof society. They see basic income not as, as the future of work, not only a way to get people to work. 
the uh, the other criticism, Kathleen, I'd like you to address as well is that uh, that this rewards people for sitting on their duff and doing nothing. And and I know that started way back in the mid nineteen nineties, uh, you know, during the Harris government. You know, when all of a sudden he apparently thought that people that were on social assistance were a drag on the economy, uh, and and made up numbers about just how extensive that, yeah. that problem might have been. Uh, you are dealing with facts here, and uh, now we've had a number of panel discussions uh, in, in the last number of years since Hamilton was one of the cities for the uh, the pilot project. Uh, these are not people that are sitting on their duffs doing nothing. These are people that are usually working sometimes two, three jobs to try to make ends meet. You know, I was in Brantford uh, when the flooding happened a couple of years ago, and so this was to, this was at the beginning of the basic income pilot, and I was visiting one of the uh, the warming centers, one of the the centers that people were traveling to, and um, a, a man came running across the road. He'd been waiting because he had heard I was coming, and he came running across the road to tell me that he'd lost his job, that he was looking after his mom, and he'd been accepted into the basic income pilot, and the basic income pilot was going to allow him to get his truck back on the road so he could actually start to earn some money. People don't choose to be poor, Bill. You know, I think we, we know that. There are all sorts of reasons that people but end up in poverty. But there's a myth out there. I know, I and know. And it's being perpetuated by an awful lot of politicians. But, yeah, well... But that's a, you know, that's a, a self-serving ideology that is not based in any evidence. You know, when, when we went through all of this in the, the Harris years, there's about a, you know, one to three percent of people who are on social assistance where there's any uh, allegation of fraud at all. No, so not 34 percent, as no, they had alleged. No, no. I mean, it's just ridiculous. People want to be independent. People want to be able to look after their children and look after their families and look after themselves. And so having some dignity in life, um, I think is, you know, it, it, it is at the top of the list in terms of why it's important to uh, to look for different ways of, of running our social assistance programs. But, you know, um, Floyd has made the argument about why this is good for the economy. This is, this is about communities that will work better. When, when I was um, making the decision to put this pilot in place, Bill, I had been part of the poverty reduction process in our government. We had set up a poverty reduction strategy. Deb Matthews had been uh, leading that process. And I, through that process, I looked at the uh, outcomes from the Mincom Project in Manitoba in the 1970s. And they were starting to see that people were healthier. They were completing education. They were going to school and staying in school. The community did better. Now, they didn't have final reports and they didn't have the, the hard evidence, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to get that evidence. You know, I wanted to look for those kinds of outcomes. And I'm, I'm not the researcher. We had researchers set mm -hmm. up the, uh, the evaluation process. And we would have had some of that evidence at the end of the three years. But the the fact that it's been canceled mm -hmm. um, is is really a great shame because we could have we could have developed some of that, of that evidence that would help us in the 21st century because that's what you're talking about, Floyd. You're talking about an economy that needs a different interaction between government and communities. And, and frankly, there is a lot, a lot of evidence. Most people don't know this, but 105,000 people have already been through pilots in the last 40 years, over 16 experiments. And a meta-study by Professor Richard Gilbert showed, analyzed those pilots and found that there was no significant reduction in work. In fact, in cases of extreme poverty, 
there was an increase in work because people could afford the tools of their own emancipation. So in, in my view, we're, we're kind of beyond the need for more pilots. The evidence is out. And if, and if that's not convincing enough, consider that we already have a national scale basic income in Canada. It's called the Canada Child Benefit. This started in 1944 under a different name. And the original, uh, the original thought process for it was we need an economic stimulus. We want to avoid a recession like what happened after World War I. The government was in implemented cash transfers to people in need, specifically with the justification that it's an economic stimulus that will help us avoid recessions. It's a baby you know, and, 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 yeah, yeah, and there's the income support program for seniors. I mean, yeah. you know, to suggest that, well, this is a ridiculous program. We've been doing this for generations exactly. in this country. Right. The other element to this, too, that we did when we talked to some folks around here about the study is that if, if when you top up incomes in this program, I mean, you give rich tax breaks that goes into some you know offshore place in the Cayman Islands. These people spend money locally. Exactly. I mean, they use the money. They go shopping. They buy groceries. They buy clothing that maybe and, they could afford before. And there's unequivocal evidence of this. So it, for those who aren't familiar with it, the Canada Child Benefit pays up to $547 a month, I think it is, per child for the poorest of families. And so you, you're, you're talking about families with have two kids having over $1,100 a month as a cash stimulus that they're spending. And the governor of the Bank of Canada said in 2018 that this program resulted in, in GDP growth of half a percent. And since the increased payments started in summer of 2016, we've had three years of, of lowering unemployment month over month. We've had three years of, of increasing GDP. We've, we've, we've seen success. We haven't seen inflation go crazy. So here is a basic income we already have that has shown great success. And, and, and 300,000 children yeah. were lifted out of poverty. What's not to like? Grow and the economy. Exactly. And <laughs> even in even in Ontario, before the, the Liberal government put this the enhanced child benefit, we had the Ontario child benefit. We put that in place. And mm. even that helped parents, even though that was around 100 bucks a month, it still helped parents with their kids, you know? So this notion that supporting people to help them to make a better life for themselves and to be a more uh, participant, to be able to participate more in their communities, that somehow that's a bad idea is just wrongheaded. Yeah. So, so what can be done at this stage? I, I know you guys got to run because you have to be at the library in about 15 minutes from now. <laughs> but, but I mean, the pro program officially ended uh, March 31st. Uh, the, there's no more checks being issued for situations like this. Uh, are we holding on to the thread that uh, that public pressure can can make them change their minds? I mean, they have backed off with their autism funding a little bit, and and some of these other programs that they got a big pushback on. Uh, is there enough people that to push back on this one? Well, I, I mean, I think I think we need to continue to push. I think we need to try. I think that um, we need to also be talking to the federal government about what their uh, what their position will be on this in the uh, in the immediate term. But one way or the other, I truly believe that we have. We have enough experience now to know that we can move forward with this idea. And uh, as I say, it's an idea whose time has come and will come again. Well, and I'm, the, the federal government's an interesting aspect of this because there was some discussion that they may pick up the pilot project. Now, they haven't done that. Uh, but then there was some word out of Ottawa just before the budget that they might just think about putting their own pilot project together. Well, why not with this group that's already in place? Well, yeah, I mean, my hope would be that they would, if they are going to do something, they would build on what we've already done, build on the work that's already yeah. been done yeah, here. It makes why, no sense to start, start again. Yeah, why start inventing the wheel again? Exactly, exactly. So uh, that's certainly that's certainly something that uh, that I will advocate for, and for sure the people in the room this morning are going to be saying that. Now, you're going to have people uh, that have been involved in the project, they're going to be telling their stories, and maybe destroying, I, I know they're going to be destroying some of the myths that are out there. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to be talking about how this has changed their lives for the better and therefore changed the lives of their families and their communities for the better.
Uh, also, the, this is not only the time has come; it's going to keep coming because we're going to be seeing autom- self-driving trucks pretty soon. We're going to see self-driving cars. We're going to see accounting and legal departments probably being downsized. There's there's a software company in Toronto called Blue Jay Software working on amazing stuff. Probably not downsized, but it won't grow as fast. And this is what we see with the march of technology. We see company the economy becoming more productive, companies becoming more productive with less people needing to be hired. And that's why we're seeing a decoupling of wage growth from productivity growth. What does it matter if GDP grows if it's not actually increasing people's wages? And that's what does it matter if, if GDP growth is, is happening because machines are doing more of the work? Right now in Alberta, Suncor Energy has deployed self-driving self uh, heavy hauler trucks driving driving soft mining rocks around without people in it the moment self-driving trucks hit the road i think the debate on this will be ignited and hopefully it doesn't get too bad hopefully we don't have truckers doing truck stops doing like blockades and stuff like that because these are people who on average are are middle-aged high school educated bought their own trucks what are they going to do when when they can't compete with self-driving trucks this is coming and the thing is, Bill, because we did this pilot, we've got 4,000 people across the province. We've got researchers. We've got people in communities who know that this is possible and who know that we can build on this. So I think, uh, you know, today, one of my messages is this has not been a waste. You know, this is not something mm-hmm. that we just throw out and say, oh, well, we did that and now it's over. We've got a foundation. We've built a foundation here. And we can we can make these arguments. And that's that's why eventually this will be implemented in one form or another. If uh, you'd like to take part in this, it's not too late. Uh, 9.30 this morning at Hamilton Public Library, and it's going to be going on for quite some time, some speakers and uh, some video presentations as well from other parts of the world that have also adopted policies like this. Right, yeah. Should be fascinating. It's good to see you again. Thanks so much for coming in. Great uh, to see you. Floyd, congratulations on your, your drive on this and the initiative, and uh, it's great to hear a voice from business that's very supportive of this, well, too. It's, it's not only me. The 1,000 economists in 1968 endorsed basic income, said it's compatible with American values. It's 120 CEOs is just the beginning. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, but starting to get more and more evidence that this government doesn't let the facts get in the way of their ideology. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Good to see you guys in here. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.